Thank you for checking out the Faith City Church podcast. We believe that you'll be blessed by today's message. Well, I want to share a little bit. Last yesterday, I, one of the reasons we're in town is I flew in for a wedding, and I got to be—I uh, was privileged to do, be the officiant at my niece's wedding. And it reminded me of a message because you know we're doing the now's the time this year. Say that with me. Say now's the time. Not not tomorrow, right? Because how many are starting their diet tomorrow? All right, I'm doing mine tomorrow too after the game, right? And so, but now is the time. If we're not if we're not um, aware of that, we kind of push things off. It's easy for us to procrastinate. It's easy to say when the snow melts, then I'll start doing my stuff because it's easier. It's just it's a it's a road that's easier to get to. It's just you know just something that's that this human nature in and of itself. So it, we just got to realize that that now's the time. There's no time like the present. I, I know Andy probably saying, shared that last week. And, and so I want to make a connection today because last week I know he spoke about toxic thoughts and how to root out those things and how to make sure that our mind is right. And everything begins right there, right in our minds. And, you know, we need to realize that the mind is very important. It plays a pivotal role. And we saw that in Scripture last week. I know I taught on the same thing. But I was thinking about the next thing and the next phase or the next link, I want to say, because it's not, it's not a compartmentalized issue. But thoughts lead to words. And the things we speak are very important. That's why we go to a wedding and we say, guess what? It's time to take all those thoughts and hopes and feelings and put them into words. We're going to make a covenant today. And we're going to speak it out loud. Why? Because what happens to our words and what I found and realized even God was showing me today that, that when we make a covenant or when we make a verbal commitment, that grows accountability to us. That, that allows me to be accountable not just to God but to myself because I can speak it. And, and I've been learning as, 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 like you said, science catches up with scripture, right? Science catches up with truth. We realize how powerful the mind can be, but there's, there's things that we develop naturally that we call ruts and neural pathways that just develop, that, that become a pattern in our life. And I don't know if Andy shared that illustration last week, but have you ever driven home at night, you know, from a way? I did it, used to do it here and there, and you just, you didn't remember the stoplight. I'm like, man, didn't I run a red light? Because I thought for sure. I don't remember passing it. I don't remember the stop sign. Because you've had developed a habit in a, in a thing in your brain that just naturally muscle memory takes you where you need to go. You don't even have to think about it. And so what we want to do and what we know because of that, it's, it's an awesome truth that says, wow, we can do the same thing when it comes to our obedience to God. When it comes to doing what the truth is, I can then program myself to help myself get to the truth, help myself walk in this truth, this revelation of who I already am, right? And I know Pastor Andy's big on this too. We're already there, everything. I love the scripture that says that God has given us, all of us, are we us? Okay, God has given, can I walk down here? Okay, okay. In our campus, our camera's like situated so I can't move much, so I love walking and so I'm gonna high five some people, but. But what did I say? God has given all of us, right? And, and the scripture, so if you can get a hold of it, if you can just, like I said, tweak your mind, just remind yourself, God has given us everything, say it, everything, that pertains to life, this life here, not just in heaven, this what we're doing right now, and godliness. So what does that tell me? God hasn't held anything back. He's not waiting for you to come up to a certain level and say, now I can give you this thing. He's saying, once you have a revelation, once you realize where you are, once you realize whose you are, that I have everything I ever needed, I can walk it out. But we're, we're stopped by the mind, and that's what we talked about last week. Our mind is the thing that gets in the way. And so guess what? We begin to speak the truth that we think is, right? How many have heard? It's my truth. 
Come on. I don't want my truth. I want God's truth, right? And so too often we're, we're situated into a place in our life where we put ourselves in a position where we're like, well, guess what? My truth has a containment aspect. It has a fence. It limits me to where I can go because my truth says I could never be like that. My truth says I can never be good enough, right? And what am I saying? My truth says, and too often we say those things, and in saying that, we solidify the neural pathway, the, the path that we begin to take. Well, I'll never leave this town. Well, I'll never have a job like that. I'll never have enough money. Even though we might even believe some of that stuff, or even though we're speaking faith on the other side, we're like, well, no, I know God has given me everything, and I know I give and tithe, and I do what's right. And, but what comes out of your mouth? Because you're making yourself accountable to what we say. And people, you know, we say it all the time, everything is spiritual, right? Your, your physical body, your mind, and your spirit, everything's connected. It's all intertwined. And so maybe you're here today, and maybe you're saying, well, do words really matter? Well, I'm thinking the right way. I, I'm trying to change the way I think. But what are you saying? Because what you say matters. Words are very important. Why? Because it's the link to what we think. If I didn't think it, I probably wouldn't say it. Right? Like for me, I think Tampa Bay will win today. So I believe it so much I'm saying it. Well, he must really believe it. Now, you might think I'm crazy, right? And that's fine. But I believe it's my truth, right? I'm going to say my truth. But it starts right here in the believing. And I have my own reasons for why I might believe it. It's not just hope. And and it goes into so many other things, right? We make light of it and levity on that aspect. But what do you think about yourself? Because I can identify where you are by what you say. And we just get into a point where we're like, eh, I know it says that, but I'm not sure. But And I want to show you how powerful this could be. Because if you've ever thought that in your life, you can look at yourself today and look at a snapshot and say, you know, what is my life like? And you can link it, like we said last week, back to your thinking. But I can also link it to, what are you saying? Because I see a lot of Christians on Facebook who do not sound like Christians. Did you know typing is the same thing as saying? <laughs> well, I didn't say it out loud. I could just, man, well, how the world has changed even since I've left Michigan. Just everybody just bleh. Like, wow, I know way too much information about a lot of people. <laughs> like, I didn't need, I don't need to know any of that stuff. Like, like I just wanted to, I was, I was happy seeing your highlights of how you went to the beach. That was cool. It's like, geez, come, go back. Okay. But do words, words really matter. I love it because Proverbs says this, and we probably heard it, life and death are in the power of the tongue. And we've heard that power, there's authority there, there's, there's something to the nature of, of the power of the tongue. What does it mean? It means the direction to which I'm pointing. There's, there's something about, yes, changing our mind and then lining it up with what we say. And so I know I grew up in a culture of name it, claim it. I grew up in a culture of, but it was all about saying the right thing, and that's important. But did I believe it? Did I understand that that was really my truth? Or that was the God's truth? Did, was I revealed in the sense that God replaced the lie that I don't have to walk around sick and decrepit and poor? And, you know, and I had to change some of my definitions of what success means, right? We hear, I grew up in a prosperity message. I understand that. And there's a balance to what does prosperity look like? What does that mean? doesn't mean we don't say it. doesn't mean we give up on our confession, and we're going to talk about that in a second. 
Because life and death are there. There's a direction of how we speak. It's going to tell me. You know, one of the examples I give is a lot of times we, we say, hey, are you a man or a woman of your word, right? Well, my, my kids like to tell me, hey, Dad, they like to blame us each. I'm like, hey, Mom said. Mom said we were getting ice cream today. I'm like, oh, she did. She never told me. Well, yeah, she said, and now I'll call her and say, hey, did you say we need to take it? I never said that. They believed it, though. So they thought, if I can get them to say they said it, because they understand that when we say something, that means something. If I commit to them to do something, even as much as I might have made the mistake, so I really do, on purpose, preface maybe a lot. And I said maybe. I didn't say for sure. right? But there are times when I say this is what we are doing, and they can be confident that Dad said it, and we're going to do it. Because I put myself in a place where I was honoring and being accountable to what I said. And it's powerful when you do it. I learned even this year... Uh, getting ready to go back into the gym and doing healthy lifestyle stuff and just kind of changing up some things after going to the doctor and just seeing that you're much more likely, you know, how many think about going to the gym in the morning? How many think about going for a walk? Think about eating right or what have you, right? We think about it and it sounds great. We lay down and then we get eight o'clock in the morning. You're like, I don't, I don't think I want to do that anymore, <laughs> right? But if you go to bed saying to yourself or even telling yourself or telling your spouse to say, guess what, I am going to the gym tomorrow at 7 a.m. And you make it very specific in your declaration, you're much more, higher percentage likely to do what you said. Because therefore you've heard it, you've made some kind of speaking commitment, and therefore there's some accountability there. And you're way more likely, your brain is more likely to say, we said we were leaving at this time. And there's a very specific aspect to it. So the power of thought is there. But if we don't use our words to our advantage, we can't solidify that rut in our mind. We can't solidify the neural path that, that helps us to do what we really want to. Right? I want to read my Bible, so tomorrow I'm going to wake up, and I'm going to read it or listen to it at 6.30 a.m. when I wake up before I go. And there's, there's things we can do, and there's a the power of our words that's very important. But we see that in Proverbs. It says it once again. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. Amen. So Matthew says this, for by your words, you'll be justified, and by your words, you'll be condemned. We have it in our power to speak our, speak our destiny, to speak our future, to, to say, you know what, I'm going to take all these thoughts, this renewing of the mind, right? Romans 12, we're renewing our minds. But we need to say, we need to let it out, release it. As we say, release the Kraken, come on. Release, release the things that are in, release the godliness, right? All the things that God has placed in you, ready to explode, ready just to be power, ready to release. You're holding, I mean, we said it today, you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. The God that made the mountains and can move mountains lives in you. It's time to release that. See, when we come to church together, that's why I say worship is important, because we come to church, we're not trying to get to God's presence, but I'm coming in here and setting an atmosphere to release what's in me. And I sing of his goodness and I sing of his mercy and I release it out with my words so that they can line up. And guess what? I keep hearing it and it happens more and more in my life. But I want to get to the crux of the scripture I'm going to talk about today and it starts in Romans 8. And you probably heard this many times. I know I have when I grew up. But, but say this with me before we get in there. Say, now's the time to choose your words. Because guess what? You're going to talk. How many women in the house? Come on, you're going to talk. Right? Men are a little better at pulling back and just saying, I don't know. You know, I learned a long time ago, there's a great book out there called Women Are Spaghetti and, and Men Are Waffles. Right? But it's talking about our minds. 
Because how many know you talk to your man and you say, hey, man, what do you think about? Nothing. And they're not wrong. We literally have a box in our brain that we set aside that says, I'm going to my nothing room for a minute so that I don't have to think about anything. I just really just sit there. Women are like spaghetti. Everything is entangled. It's, it's overlapping. Their emotions, their will, their spirit, their mind, everything is all, which is great, and which is why they're so spiritually attuned to everything and why they're so powerful to be allies to us, partners with us. Because men are very good at compartmentalizing, like waffle squares, right? You see waffle squares? They, they, they can put, I can put church in a box, and then I can put work in a box. And if I'm not, care, if I'm not aware, I just said careful. If I'm not aware, she had a game, she did a drinking game last week. How many times I said it, if you're not careful. So I'm just kidding. Water. So she laughed. She said, you don't know how many times you said if you're not careful. So I said, well, I'm going to try and make sure I don't say that. But, but we, have, we have brains that isolate things, that compartmentalize our, our life and everyday life that we have. And so it's easy for men to say, well, that's my church compartment. That's my spiritual compartment. And women are great at just overlapping and making, that's why, we're, you know, we love you. It's just awesome. It's a very powerful thing. But men, we have to choose our words. We have to say, okay, these words are very important. Well, I didn't mean it when I said it. Well, then why would you say it? Right? And sarcasm is huge in our society. I mean, that's what we do. We, well, I wouldn't really mean that. I was just joking. Words are powerful. And if we, we just got to be aware of them. So, amen? So I want to go back to this in Romans 8. And I love this. In Romans 10, chapter 10 and verse 8 through 10. It says this. And it's very powerful. And it's kind of the crux of what we want to get to with our words. But it says, what says it or what saith it? I'm, I'm a King James Version kid. So forgive me. Uh, what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in your mouth. Come on, say your mouth. And in your heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. That if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That's powerful. A lot of us, and I grew up in a culture where that was the sinner's prayer. That's what we wanted to make sure people understood. Hey, you just got to confess Jesus as Lord. And that's very powerful and it's very true in one aspect, but salvation, as we know, is way more than just getting on the other side. And so I don't think that Paul was talking about just getting to the other side. And how many know, have you ever looked up in the, in the, the Hebrew or the Greek and it says confession, what does it mean? It means to say the same thing as. That in and of itself, if you just study that out and meditate on that just for a minute, that said, now let's just replace that for a second. It says, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness. Okay, we believe it in our minds and our hearts ready to go. And with the mouth saying the same thing as has made us unto salvation. So our words are powerful. Because once we believe in our hearts, we can speak that thing into our life. We get to speak those things, as the Bible says, that, that are as though they are. We get to confess. I get to use my words. I'm going to talk anyway, <laughs> right? All of us are going to say something. Why not say something that brings salvation or releases that truth and begins to speak life into, into me, begins to release life, release all the things that God has given me by my words. But he says salvation comes or our healing, our prosperity, our everything we need successful for our journey, everything that we have need of is already there. But when I start to say it, I begin to line up everything in me and says, you know what? God gave me this. God has provided all these things for me. I am above and not beneath. I am the head and not the tail. Right? We, all those, those phrases that we love to say that were great, but we thought just saying them might fix it. Well, I said the right thing. Yeah, but did you believe first? 
Because after a while, it's just a mantra. You know what? The Pharisees and, and, and Sadducees said a lot of stuff. Right? Maybe they look great in the, in the thing. Hey, they're praying right. They're saying the right thing. But they didn't believe any of that stuff. They were doing it for everyone around them. And if you're not careful, if we're not careful, right, we grow up in a culture that says it's more important to be heard right instead of just saying what I know is right. Why do you talk like that? Well, because I believe it. Because as a church kid, as a PK, I used to say the right things a lot of times. You knew what to say so you didn't get in trouble. I was spiritual just enough, right, so that there, nobody would tell my mom and dad. <laughs> and I knew enough scripture to get by. You, you learned enough in Sunday school to say, well, I know, and I, can say, I know half, more scriptures than half the people in the, in the building. I'm good. But I didn't start believing it until I was older. Then you read stuff again as I'm older and say, wow, Salvation is so much more than just saying, Lord, I just don't want to go to hell. <laughs> and that was our biggest thing. I want to escape. And there's so many people even today I see with all the things going on. And, and, and it, maybe it's a personality thing, but they're, they're looking at this world going, man, when's God going to take me out? And I'm like, I don't know about you. I, I know it's horrible at times, but I don't want to leave. I love my life. I love what I experience. I love going to do new things and stuff. I know God made me for this place. And even as it says in Ruth, maybe, I say this in my congregation all the time, maybe, say maybe, Maybe. you were made for such a time as this. Well, God couldn't have any kind of plan in here. Look at all hell's breaking loose all over the world. Why would it? But maybe, maybe you were made for such a time as right now. This moment in life, this, this moment we're sitting in saying, with all the chaos, with all the poverty, who are they going to look to? Do you have an answer? Right? They're going to say, they're going to come to you because they're going to say, how is it that you have hope? How? How, how are you hopeful in this situation? With the presidential election coming up, oh my gosh. Right? Is, there, is anybody going to be safe in this thing? It's going to be nuts. Right? Christian not, Trump or not, Biden, whatever. Wherever you fall, it's a messy, period. It doesn't matter. Right? And I'm not supposed to get political, so. And I really don't. I don't, I don't, it doesn't, I mean, you know what? Those political things going on in Jesus' era, and he was like, hey, man, I'm about my father's business. Let's just do it. Because guess what? Presidents come and go. Right? Taxes never seem to, but. but uh, pre- I'm like, maybe I got to start speaking more and agreeing with that more. But it means to say the same thing as, so as we, as I leave you today, I, I didn't want to take a long time, but, but it's funny because. Um, Jesus demonstrated this to us when he died on the cross for us. Where he said, look, this, this is what we're dying for. I want to open your minds and open your hearts to a different way to live. And he said, I only say what I hear the Father say. That's all we're supposed to do. See, the biggest thing we can leave this place and you can do today is to say, what is it? And it, to me, it's all been in the last few years, even Andy and I talked about sonship. I am the son of God. Well, that's what Jesus was. I understand. Jesus came to open that door to say, guess what? You're his kid. You are the one that he calls son or daughter. Once you begin to change your mind and understand that, guess what? I talk differently. Right? 
Somebody comes in, and when my dad was around, I used to go to his house. When we used to go in, and guess what? It was my dad's house. I had no issue walking in and grabbing something out of his fridge. 45 years old, hey, what you got? And somebody said, what are you doing? You just can't go. I'm like, this is my dad's house, dude. I can do whatever I need to. Why? Because the relationship allowed me to have access to my dad's stuff. We have a relationship, and God, Jesus tried to come down and say, wake up. You are no longer a slave. You are no longer my servant, but I call you son. So don't talk about my kids that way. You go in the mirror and you, you down yourself or you talk down about who you are. That's not who you are. Now's the time to choose your words. Let's line them up with what God says. Because that's the truth we need to speak. And I guarantee, if you can get on that page, if you can go from, okay, I'm going to renew my mind like Pastor Andy did last week. We're, man, we're changing. Now's the time. We're changing the way we think. And it starts there. Then we link it up and say, now I'm going to walk in these words. I'm going to begin to say what I see God sees. I might not see it in the flesh. I might not even feel like it. Guess what? There are some times I didn't necessarily feel like my father's son. Didn't change anything. My kid could come in and go to the state and say, I disown you, Dad. I don't want to be your son anymore. Well, it doesn't matter. Too late. You're already, you already came from me. You can't change that. You got my DNA. But too often we run away from that saying, well, I'm no, I don't want to be God's kid. It doesn't matter if you want to. Think about it. What are we running from then? No matter what, how bad you are, I never stop being my dad's son. No matter how much trouble I get in, no matter how many times I disobeyed him, which was never. So I am. I am one of the good PKs. Never went off of him. I followed him right to church, said, Father, yes, you're the greatest. Right? But nothing changed it, right? Nothing can change the relationship because it was founded upon him having me. He had me and helped with my mom and had birthed me with his DNA. And yet the devil, the liar, right, the enemy has come in and said, hey, guess what? There's a spirit here that says you're not his kid anymore. That even said that in the Garden of Eden, somehow they lost relationship. That never happened. They just became aware of their sin. God didn't say you're no longer my kid. Never. Yet we feel like somehow we've lost relationship and now all of humanity has lost their sonship and daughtership and they haven't. They just lost the acknowledgement of it and they don't understand who they are. So guess what? If I don't know who I am, I begin to act out. Why are you acting like that? What does, what does it matter? I'm, what do you care? Well, you're my son. Stop acting like that. You don't have to act a fool all the time. Yet humanity does it all the time. We act out as if we don't. Why? Because we don't know the truth. We haven't lined it up. And then we, we, we say things that aren't true about ourselves. We rob ourselves of the future God has for us. Amen? So we don't want to do it. So let me, let me, I don't know if I'm standing up or not, but we can have a seat. I'm going to pray real quick and we're going to release you. But imagine if we all came together and began to change our minds. What would our churches look like? What would this place look like when people saw you or encountered you and you began to say those things? You began to talk like you're the son of God. You're the daughter of God. Right, where they had no doubt in their mind, wow, man, this guy knows what's happening to me. Like Jesus did when they walked around, they went and said to them, like, this guy speaks with authority. Like, he speaks as if he knows the Father. Well, he did. So people might even come and encounter you and say, you know what, I think, man, this person, I mean, they, they might actually know God. Like, what is that all about? And it's foreign 
to a lot. But imagine if all of us came together as a community of believers and said, you know what, man, I am a son regardless. It would change the way we behave. It would change the way we think. It would change the way we talk. And I think the world is waiting for that. It's waiting for those of us who have an acknowledgement who say, I got a revelation of Jesus. Do we? Let's act it out. Let's walk it out. Let's see what's happening. Because then they're going to see our hope. And the world's going to say, man, because what? Because we talk differently. You don't talk like everybody else. You don't sound like the average church person I know, right? I don't know about you, but I I encounter a lot of Christians, like I said, they're in a hurry to leave. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Because for such a time as this, man, I don't know what God has in store for me. Man, it's awesome. I want to be here as long as he'll have me. Watch the power of God release, man, because there's time. It's coming. Now's the time, man. If you'll line up, man, you're going to be a part of this thing. It's going to be exciting. People will start coming in and being like, I want to part in this. I want to, I want to see what's happening here because something is different. This is no longer religion but a relationship like we always talk about. It's so true, but we need to say it over ourselves. Amen? Well, Lord, right now we just thank you for this morning. We thank you for just this, the, the chance and opportunity to speak a few words, but Lord, Holy Spirit, help us take them to heart. Help us get out of this place, but Lord, remember whose we are. Man, I say that all the time to ourselves. Whose am I? Whoops, sorry. Whose am I? And Lord, I thank you. I'm going to act like that and say that and begin to remind myself of who I am. And thank you, Lord, for everyone that's here in earshot and online, that, Lord, they'd be blessed today, and we give you the praise for it in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. That's it. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> God put something on my heart this morning, and I haven't texted up a few of the girls back home. And that was the first line, the name of Jesus. Amen. And then I love that song this morning, talking about the names of Jesus, yeah. mender, healer, deliverer. And then just as Chris was speaking this morning, I wanted to read this verse to you because God put it on my heart. Colossians 3, 17. Now, I'm not a King James Version girl. <laughs> But I love how this, the words flow. Let every activity of your lives and every word that comes from your lips be drenched with the beauty of our Lord Jesus, Amen. the anointed one. And bring your constant praise to God the Father because, what, because of what Christ has done for you. Another version says, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus in dependence on him. But I just love that, drenched in the beauty. But our words, in the name of Jesus... The scripture is filled with devils that ran because of the name of Jesus. Healing that came because of the name of Jesus. Deliverance that was given in the name of Jesus. And I encourage you this morning to that situation, whatever it is that you're looking at, to speak life, to speak freedom, to speak deliverance, to speak healing in the name of Jesus. Because that is the power that we get to walk in. Let everything every activity of your lives and let every word that flows from your lips be drenched in the beauty of Jesus and what he's already done for us and what he's already done in our lives that we can say, that's what I'm stepping into, that power that's in the name of Jesus. So if that's what it is today that you're saying, I need some mending, I need some healing, I need some freedom, I need some wholeness in my finances or I need wholeness in my family or whatever it is, I need wholeness in my mind and my emotions, speak it. Speak it and know that you're speaking in the power of the name of Jesus. It was really beautiful, the wedding that we were at yesterday. You did an amazing job, babe. Um, And what is beautiful about that, what it is when we speak the name of Jesus, 
is we're admitting the bankruptcy of our own name, the imperfection of our own name that we can stand in, a, in and of ourselves. And we're moving ourselves under the covering like a bride Amen. moves her name under the covering of her husband's family. And maybe if there was a lack of finances in her family, guess what? She gets to operate in the name that she's taken on. She gets to operate in that new name. Whatever was there is now hers. So whatever you got, babe, it's mine. It's just, that's what it is. But that's what we do when we speak the name of Jesus. We can say, I know in and of myself, I'm not perfect. I know in and of myself, the thoughts that I thought were truth, what I originally thought, thought this is my truth like you said <laughs> we get to say wait I am moving that under the covering of Jesus that I know walked this life Amen. and that has power to overcome whatever it is I'm looking at so remember that as you're speaking the name of Jesus I'm not speaking out of my own power yet I am now Amen. because I'm in that covering of the name of Jesus I'm in that covenant that this is my new life I get to step out and walk out all of the blessings, all of the things. So mostly I just wanted to read that verse. <laughs> it's, if you write that down, Colossians 3, 17. Let every activity of your lives, every word from your lips, be drenched with the beauty of the Lord Jesus, the anointed one. And we get to walk in that. For more information about Faith City Church, please go to faithcity.tv. As always, we pray that you would grow in the knowledge and grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.